Welcome to this week's Crowd Church service. We are a digital church on a quest to discover how Jesus helps us live a more meaningful life. We are a community, a space to explore the Christian faith and a place where you can contribute and grow. Our service uh, will last about an hour and in a few seconds you'll meet our hosts uh, for our service who will introduce today's talk. After the talk, we will have a time of worship and reflection, after which we head into Conversation Street, where we look at your stories and questions that you've posted in the comments. Now, we want to invite you to connect with us here at Crowd Church, and we've got a few ways in which you can do just that. Firstly, you can engage with Crowd from any device during our live stream, and if you're up for it, why not invite a few friends over and experience the service together? You see, church is all about connecting with God and connecting with others. And one of the easiest ways for you to do that is join one of our midweek groups where we meet online together to catch up and discover more about the amazingness of Christ. You can also subscribe to our fairly new podcast called What's the Story, uh, where we deep dive into stories of faith and courage from everyday people. More information about all of these things can be found on our website at www.crowd.church, or you can reach out to us on social media at Crowd Church. If you are new to crowd or new to the Christian faith and would like to know what your next steps to take are, well, why not head over to our website crowd.church forward slash next for more details. And now, the moment you've been waiting for is here. Our online church service starts right now. Good evening and welcome to Crowd Church. My name is Matt. Beside me is the beautiful uh, Claire Claire, who is, you got, can you see it on camera just about? Show, show. Brought me knitting. <laughs> and just so you know, I've got a hot Ribena in here. <laughs> I am bringing the chilled, relaxed vibe. You so now. totally are bringing the chilled, relaxed vibe. <laughs> we were getting drinks earlier. I said to Claire, do you want a drink? She went, oh, no. Or maybe a hot water. That's and then you really saw the dull. Ribena. It's dull. a bit dull. Yeah. And then you saw the Ribena and you thought, I'm in there. Yeah. And then happy, you got your knitting happy out. days. And then, yeah, just to completely flummox anything. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'm matching with my knitting. There we go. We'll see if I get any more knitting done. I, I've got my notepad and pen as well. So well, so you can be a, take some spiritual notes yes, whilst you're knitting. Indeed. And learn, live and learn. <laughs> we are here to learn. We so totally are. A very, very warm welcome to you. It doesn't matter if you don't have knitting. You can no. still join us. I don't have knitting. Um, hey, Miriam. Hey, Andy. It's good to see you. Do say hi in the comments if you're Ooh, watching us. We can see them there as well now. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. See, tech, tech is getting better, oh, isn't so it? So good. It's so getting good. better. So yeah. the carpet's nice in here as well. <laughs> <laughs> random. Just a random. We have very plush carpet because we like the soundproofing. Uh, is the is the right answer? And I quite fancied nicking a bit. So <laughs> much more plush than my yes. house. <laughs> Just going to steal the carpet from the Crowd Church studio. God won't mind. Um, but yes, welcome to Crowd. We're an online church. Who, you know, welcomes all people, whether you knit, whether you don't, whether you like plush carpet or naff carpet, whatever your carpet is in your house. You are welcome. You're welcome here. 
Hey, Chris. Hey, Jenny. Hey, you guys doing great to see you in the comments. Warm welcome to you. If this is your first time with us, very warm welcome to you. Uh, Crowd is an online church. We just we just love churchy stuff, don't we? Really, church. That's probably not the right thing to say, is we it? We love Jesus. We do. Just pull your microphone towards your mouth a little bit. There you go. See, I can't even work <laughs> microphone. That's why I come. That's why well, we've got the knitting. We've got the knitting. Just to... uh, so, uh, yeah, well, welcome to you. Great that you're here. Uh, we live stream from our studio with the plush carpet uh, every Sunday evening. Uh, and we have a different set of hosts today. You've got me and you've got Claire and we've got who's speaking today? The lovely John Harding. The right Reverend John Harding is speaking today. And the good, I should. Is I, he a right Reverend? I, I have don't no know. Idea. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> we don't know. We don't, I don't know what he's. He's, he's um, a good, he's a good egg. <laughs> yeah. He's, can you wear a collar around your neck if you're a good egg? I think you can wear a collar around your neck if... Well, don't we all have collars? No, do you know what I mean? Like a... a dog collar. A right reverend a dog collar. collar. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Find out. We'll go and investigate. I mean, that light is really bright. I'm going to have to turn that down when we do the talk. Anyway, uh, yeah, we've got John Harding tonight talking to us. We actually close out the series in Acts today. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Which is a beautiful thing. And I went, launched into song, Been Around the World and I, yeah, yeah. Finished acts today. <laughs> I don't know when, I don't know why. Paul I totally wondered away. where you were going with that. I have, I'm not going to lie. With that song. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, write in the comments. if what, Who did that song? Who was the artist? I think it's Lisa Stansfield. I think you're right. I'm an 80s. Yeah, yeah, 80s yeah I think girl. you're right. I yeah. think it is Lisa Stansfield. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, been around the world. <laughs> sure. Um, other, other people are good singers as well. She was, I think that was a one-hit wonder. So don't was worry. Lisa Stansfield a one-hit wonder? She was. Okay. Don't worry if you've never heard of her. That's okay. Uh, or if you've never actually heard of the 80s either. <laughs> if you weren't born. We'd recommend it as a, as a decade of music. Oh, totally. It was, I, still, I still maintain the 80s was probably the best decade. In fact, my daughter, Random, was singing Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun the other okay. day. Okay. And, and then I started joining in and she was like, you know this song? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want you to know I am from the cool decade. Of course I know this song. Why would I not know this song? Uh, yes. So, uh, 80s music aside, um, we, <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm here. This way to totally distract me. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, it's great. We love the banter, as you can tell from our lighthearted oh, nature. Oh, Miriam, we love you too. Oh, yeah. Bless her. I love you both. Well, we love you yeah. uh, and you make us laugh and feel comfortable as well. You're a legend. Uh, thanks for joining us. And um, yeah, it, like I say, if you're just joining in, if you're just connecting with us, warm welcome to you. We are an online church. We just kind of do this. We're going to do the talk with the right Reverend John Harding. We're not entirely sure he's the right Reverend, but yeah. we're going to do it with him. And then Claire and I are going to be back for Conversation Street, where we're going to look at some questions. We're going to carry on the conversation. We're going to have a bit of a chat, aren't we? We are. Um, about all kinds of things. And as you can tell... We're kind of chilled at the same time. We have a bit of fun. We love the banter. We do. And 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 I think we'll just, you know, see what the Holy Spirit's got to say. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sure. I'm, I'm all ears. Oh, look, Donna Joe. Oh, Donna Joe. DJ's jo. in the comments. Oh, I almost rang you today, actually, DJ, on WhatsApp. 
That is the total side of... Grab your cup of tea. Really, really just miss you, my lovely DJ. (laughs) She's a legend, DJ. Too long to not have a chat. We will do it soon. Yeah, yeah, DJ. DJ, I'm going to be in North Carolina at some point. Just uh, pointing that out. I think I'm going over... I think it's June. Don't know. Anyway, DJ's in North Carolina. She's an absolute legend. Uh, So talk about 80s, Top Gun mug. Highway to the danger zone, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of highway to I'm the not, danger we're, zone. We're not going to do the karaoke. There was all sorts of karaoke there. We're going. Yes, sticking, sticking. Yeah, no. Everybody's going, please don't sing highway <laughs> to the danger zone, man. Uh, what we are going to do, highway to the danger zone, speaking of Top Gun, Maverick. Let's get into John Hardin's talk. Then Claren, did you like that segue? Then Claire and I will be right back after the talk for Conversation Street. Grab your notebooks, grab your pens, get busy in the comments. We'd love to hear your questions, your thoughts on what John's got to say. And we'll be back shortly after this. Here we go. He says. Hi there, Crowd Church. Today we are in the final section of the Book of Acts, the story of the birth of the earliest church and the expansion of Christianity across the known world. Uh, Today our reading is from Acts 28 verse 11 through to the very end of the book of Acts. Now if you've been tracking with us in Kraut Church you will know that the Apostle Paul, once appointed by the Jewish people to persecute the first Christians, well he is now preaching Jesus and planting churches and he has got himself into a lot of trouble for it. The Jewish people considered this message about Jesus, the Messiah, blasphemy. There could be no God except Yahweh. And the Romans who occupied the whole region, well, they considered it treason. There could be no king except Caesar. But at the heart of this new faith, the way of Christianity, was the message that Jesus was both the one true God and the one true king. And so those who proclaimed this message, like Paul, often ended up persecuted, imprisoned or killed. Now, when things got really bad for Paul, he used his leverage as a Roman citizen to demand his right for a trial and audience with Caesar in Rome. And that's been the story so far. Paul, under arrest, accompanied by armed guards, is heading to Rome. We pick up the story that after three months shipwrecked on the island of Malta, they set sail over to Rome where Paul is placed under house arrest. It's quite a relaxed arrangement, probably because he'd rescued the soldiers when the ship went down at sea. Now, Acts ends with uncertainty. We do not know how it ends for Paul. Was he released? Did he see out his days in prison in Rome? Did he get an audience with Caesar? What was the outcome of that? We don't really know, but our best guess is that after two years in prison, Paul was released and he went straight back to his work, planting churches in Macedonia. That's hinted at in 1 Timothy 1.3. And then in Spain, Romans 15, 24 and 28, before being rearrested and then executed by Nero around 68 AD. That is the context. And I want to draw out three points for us today from the story. I want us to think about the primary question. Number two, I want us to think about the primary conversation. And number three, I want us to think about the primary context, the question, the conversation, the context. Not quite alliterated, but near enough. So point one, the primary question. 
What is the most important question that we will ever have to wrestle with in life? The number one question or issue to which all other questions and issues are secondary. Well, what we see here when Paul gets to Rome is he calls his fellow Jews, his ethnic people group, and it says each day from morning till evening, Paul tried to convince them about Jesus. That's verse 23. The most important fundamental question for any person is this, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? There is no question more important than that. Some people think Jesus never existed, but you know, there is no academic historical doubt that Jesus of Nazareth walked this planet. Others say he was just a teacher or a prophet. Even to this day in the Muslim religion, they teach that Jesus was the sinless prophet. But when you actually read the eyewitness accounts of Jesus's life, when you read the words that Jesus said of himself, you realize that Jesus left no room for those perspectives. Jesus, according to Jesus, was God. God on earth, God as one of us, God in flesh and blood, so that that flesh and blood could be sacrificed for our sins on the cross. Jesus was God in human form, the man who would rescue us from our sin. Now with this, C.S. Lewis, in his book, Mere Christianity, is trying to stop people saying to quote foolish things about Jesus, like Jesus was just a good moral teacher, but not God. And Lewis writes, a man uh, the sort who said the sort of things that Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher, he'd either be a lunatic or he would be a liar like a devil of hell. You've got to make your choice, lunatic or liar. Either this man was and is the son of God or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon. Or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let's not come up with some patronising nonsense about him being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us and he did not intend to. So the most important question in life is this, who is Jesus? The only satisfactory answer to that, according to the Bible, according to Jesus, is that he is God's son, our saviour, and that he is worthy of our worship and our very lives. It's about who Jesus is. Point two, the primary conversation. I want us to think about the topic of our conversation, how we talk to people and what we talk about with people. Here's Paul. He's under house arrest. His freedom's restricted. He's awaiting trial, which could lead to death. But he's talking about Jesus. And the thing is, um, some of them were convinced and believed, but others, many of them, were not. But that doesn't seem to surprise Paul. It doesn't seem to put him off. And then in verse 26, there's a quote from the Old Testament that basically says, well, the Jewish people would hear the message of Jesus, but not understand it. They would see Jesus, but not really see him for who he really was. They would be blind to who Jesus was. And, I, you know, I, I think many of us in that situation we would use that as an excuse. What's the point of speaking to people about Jesus? Because they won't respond. They might reject him. They might reject me. Well, people won't be interested. They don't want to know. So why bother? That does not put Paul off at all. He simply shares the message. He simply speaks of who Jesus is. And I want that to be a challenge to me, to you, to all of us, those of us who know Jesus, to speak of Jesus.
Well, what if people are not interested? Speak of Jesus. But what if they've got difficult questions about church and ethics? Speak of Jesus. But what if they say, no, I'm not interested? What if they reject me? Speak of Jesus. I would say one of the biggest problems facing the church in the Western world is that we simply don't speak of Jesus. Jesus is not the primary topic of our conversation. We'll talk about how to make our churches more attractive to people. We'll talk about what people can and can't do to their bodies, their ethics. We'll talk about how to be better people and succeed at life, but we need to focus on actually speaking about Jesus. I read a great book a number of years ago by a guy called Carl Madaris called Speaking of Jesus, The Art of Non-Evangelism. This guy had spent decades living in Muslim countries. And what he'd learned was that if you talk about Christianity, people are put off. If you talk about church, people are put off. But when we talk about Jesus, people are interested. They're drawn in, they're attracted. There is something compelling, attractive about this person, Jesus. There's this quote that people tend to use in response to what I'm saying, in response to any call to speak about Jesus. They say, ah, well, yes, don't forget St. Francis of Assisi. He said, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. Preach the gospel if necessary, use words. It's a call, I suppose, to make sure our actions reveal something of who Jesus is. Well, sort of. I mean, I've got a bit of a problem with that quote, not least because there's no evidence whatsoever that St. Francis of Assisi ever said that. In fact, if you read about his life, everywhere he went, he spoke about Jesus. He used words. He proclaimed the gospel. But actually, whilst actions are vital, in and of themselves, they won't lead anyone into a saving relationship with Jesus. We need words, works and wonders to effectively proclaim this good news. So point one, the primary question, who is Jesus? He's God, he's king, he loves you. He's the one who can free you from shame and guilt. Point two, the primary conversation is about Jesus. As humans, we talk about what we love. We talk about what we enjoy, what's important to us. So let's talk about Jesus with those around us. And finally, the primary context. In other words, where and when should we speak of Jesus? What is the optimal place for it? Where has God called me to share the message of Jesus? Well, I think the lesson we learn from Paul in this passage in the end of Acts is this. Share about Jesus wherever you are, just where you are. Paul is in prison under house arrest, chained to a guard, and he's still speaking about Jesus. It's not a good place, it's not a good time, but he's doing it anyway. It, it reminds me a little bit of my nan, um, the lady who took my mum in when she left home, not a blood relation, I called her nan, a lady called Ellen, Nell. When she was in her 80s, my mum would take us to the new shopping mall in the city. And mum would go round and do the shopping. Me and my brother would wander around the shops. And my nan, Nell, she would be left on her own on a bench, a seat, to wait for us. And time and time again, we would meet up at the bench at the agreed time. And there would be someone sat next to my nan, often in tears, with my nan praying for them or leading them to the Lord. She just took an opportunity to speak of Jesus to the person next to her. I want us to consider the Apostle Paul here at the end of his life, chained to a guard, awaiting trial, helping 
people to answer the question of who Jesus really is. Speaking of Jesus, even when he knew people would reject him and the message. And he's doing all of that from a context that we would describe as, well, well, less than ideal. Why? Why would he do that? Well, Jesus is God. Jesus is king. Jesus loves you. He knows you. He's got a great plan and purpose for your life. He's revealed himself to us. And as we respond to him, he rescues us, he saves us, he cleanses us, he brings us into his family. He is so wonderful. There's no one like him. No one compares to him. And why would we not want to share such good news with everyone we meet? So welcome back. Thanks, John. Uh, that was for John Harding. That was actually quite a remarkably short talk. It was extremely succinct. I mean, amen. Great talk. It was a great talk. Great talk. I, mean, we're just, I think we're just a little bit flabbergasted, John. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Maybe he was busy that day. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, welcome back. Uh, it's great that you're with us. If you joined us throughout the talk, uh, you are watching Crowd Online Church Livestream. My name is Matt. Beside me is the beautiful Claire Glare uh, and her knitting. Uh, and <laughs> I'm halfway through because I don't think I can talk and knit at the same time. I'm not that clever. No, but you can talk. You were knitting whilst you were listening to the I talk. I was though. knitting. Well, I've done about three rows. That's as quick <laughs> as I am. <laughs> That's why it took my daughter's scarf a year to be knitted. <laughs> wow. There we go. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, it's great to have you back. Great that you joined us. Uh, now, if you've got any questions, any thoughts, write them in the comments because it's Conversation Street. We're going to get into them. Um, and so what's Miriam put here? This is a great talk, John. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Andy, often when people talk about Jesus in this country, it's not in a positive way. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I agree. Oh, well, uh, no, actually. Sorry, Andy. Put oh, this down sorry, slightly. Is that all right? Yeah, that's no, yeah. good. Okay. So we can see you. There we go. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I was hiding. hiding. I, I there we go. I, um, I think I would say that when you get people talking about Jesus, I unless you're like a devil worshiper, <laughs> which I would say the vast majority of people in this country are. In this country, we're talking about the UK. Yeah. I think that people you know, like the C.S. Lewis quote, would, you know, they they would say Jesus is a nice person. Yeah. But, and so I so I think that they would, they, they would be positive about Jesus. Mm. Less so maybe about the church, less yeah. so maybe about Christians, less yeah. so, you know, uh, about about other aspects. But, um, yeah, I, I, but, I, but I think it's that challenge, isn't it, that John has given us of, you know, but actually, when we really get down to discussing who Jesus is, yeah. then I think probably the heckles raise up. And, yeah. and it's like, what, yeah. you're saying that Jesus demands something of me yeah. or, you know, or is expecting a response from me. Well, yeah. then, oh, I'm not sure about him now. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's, a, it's an interesting point, isn't it? Because you tell you... It, there are people that don't talk about Jesus in a specific, in a positive light, who I think are, they're usually associating the negative comments with the church, like you say, you know, mm -hmm. the Jesus followers, the Jesus freaks, uh, as we like to call them. Great song. Jesus freaks. Again, 
19, well, that's 1990s, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we've moved on a decade. We've moved on from the 80s, which we were talking about earlier, if you're confused. Uh, but um, so I think it's interesting that not a lot of people talk about Jesus positively. They're often referring, like you say, to his church, to mm -hmm. the believers mm -hmm. for a number of reasons. Um, they can get angry. They can be hypocritical. They can be very judgmental. They can be uh, graceless. They can greedy. be greedy. I mean, they commit every single atrocity known to man, but they do it under the guise of being a Christian, right? And um, and so that, I, I think, quite rightly causes people to get really knocked off, which is another good phrase. Knocked. Knocked. Knocked off. Uh, to get, I think that causes people to get angry, and I think I can understand why that is. Because, I, I mean, I get angry with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you read about scandal, you read about that kind of stuff, and you just go, this is just so wrong on so many levels. Um, so I think... in. I, I agree in that sense that actually the church has not done Jesus any favors in its representation of him uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, the thing that surprises me in all of this is that knowing that Jesus still chose it anyway. His way of his way of saving the world. Yeah. His, his way. <laughs> yeah, we, like, honestly, we, if, if we'd have had it in our hand, in our gift to do it, we'd have done it completely differently. We would. We'd have been Benign like, you're not in. Yeah, no. I think just like, come on, yeah. get with the program, yeah. sort yeah. it out. Will you please sort it out? Yeah. I've, I've died for you. <laughs> <laughs> enough already yeah it's funny isn't it and um but i i think it, you're right it's like it's still his chosen vessel to yeah. bring his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven yeah. and you and so being a part of the church i say that the church is the hope of the world i, I love that phrase that the church is the hope of the world but i look at the people in the church and go oh my goodness now i'm i'm not judging other people i'm counting myself in that we are I, I, yeah. we are broken people yeah. in a lot of ways, and we kind of and we I mean we can have faith and we can trust God and we can see mountains move and we do and we know God and we understand God, mm. but we are we are far from perfect in a lot of ways, and so. And I think the more actually we recognize the sin in our own lives, the greater our understanding of the yeah. gospel and Jesus is, yeah. and uh, you know. Mm. I think when we make our own sins small, you know, and, you know, I do it every day, I'm sure. You, do you know what I mean? I, yeah. You know, we don't practice that repentant heart each day. Then I think um, Jesus isn't magnified yeah. in, the, in, the, in that way. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I, I, I totally agree with you. And I, I, I think that... I remember something Ian Merrison said to me years ago. Ian, you, you know Ian, don't you? Okay. Love Ian. Love Ian. Um, an old friend of, a mutual friend of ours going back a long time. And um, I remember something he said to me. He said, you know what? The more, the closer I get to Christ, the more aware of my own sin I become. And it's a really interesting one, isn't it? So you, you, it's not a case of the, the longer I work, walk with Christ, the less sinful I become. I think it's the longer I walk with Christ, the more aware of my sin I become. If we allow it, and I think that's my yeah. that's my that was what I was thinking today when I was we were talking about this, and I was like, "Oh God, help me to give you time," because actually we do have to stop and listen. Yeah, we do, and and ask the question. Hi, check mm. in with God, you know, rather than just sort of assume mm. that mm. everything is all hunky dory and just ask and wait 
not rush on and just give that space. Yeah. And, and is there anything? Okay, I'm listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. 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 Very true. So this is a long answer to the question when people talk about Jesus in the country, it's not in a positive way. Yeah. Chris has written one. Do you think some people believe that Christian faith has been watered down? I believe that Christian faith has been watered down. I think I watered it down. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> your fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> Will you just stop it? Trying. <laughs> trying. <laughs> I chose my Ribena instead of water. <laughs> no, no, that's a, a digression. It is a digression. Um, so why do you think it's been watered down? Let's maybe start there. Because we, I think we're fearful. We're fearful that we'll be rejected, mm. that, that, you know, that we'll be persecuted, you know, and, and people are persecuted around the world. Do you mean Christians, as in Christians don't want to stand up for their faith as much because of the backlash? Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Okay, yeah, cool. That, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. And then I guess it's it's that thing of being diluted when you mix as well, isn't yeah. it? That actually when you don't spend time with other believers, when you don't spend time reading the word of God in God's presence, mm. that that you become less like him. And I, I think I was just, when I think when you listen, I mean, I, I it's a bit warm in here, actually. <laughs> but <laughs> um, when you listen to a really good talk, like we've just listened to with John, I can feel, I don't know about you, mm. but I feel myself getting all excited. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. like, um, I, you know, and I feel a little bit like Moses, mm. a, a tiny little bit like Moses, like, we, what is it? We, we all with unveiled faces yeah. will reveal. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, uh, and when we don't do that, we, we don't listen to the word of God, we don't talk about our faith with other people, you know, it, as much with people who don't know Jesus yet, because I think that that's mm. as faith mm. building as, uh, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, to answer their questions yeah. legitimately and genuinely, um, then we don't experience that nearness of, mm. of him. Yeah. Yeah. It's a powerful point, isn't it? And I... I've, funnily enough, I've been thinking a lot about this this week um, because, interestingly, um, I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about how one of the things that we've managed to do in the West, which hasn't helped us, is we've connected church with a building rather than the people group. And so we talk about going to church rather mm. than being part of a church. Mm. And so when we go to church, we then get to a point where actually church, we take it or leave it. Right. And, and, and then it becomes about consumerism. So then it becomes about, well, I don't like the worship, so I'm not going anymore. Mm -hmm. Or I don't like this, so I'm not going anymore. And so it becomes about what I get out of church rather than seeing the church, which is the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. And family. And family yeah. and that whole sense of community and, mm -hmm. and understanding, actually, if I don't get involved with church, not the church, the building, but if I don't get involved with church, the whole body suffers. Yeah. So, and, it, and Paul uses this great analogy, doesn't he? And it's like, in essence, he's saying, well, it just, you, your foot can't be bothered to get out of bed today. It's just not going to bode well if I want to go off and do something. Do you know what I mean? Or it, it, it mm. kind of, so I think by connecting church with a building rather than understanding that we are the church, we've watered mm. faith down. And I think we've, and again, I'm, 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 
I'm, I'm moaning about the West Church, the Western Church, because that's the church that I'm part of, and I feel like I can talk about it. But we've we've also taken Christianity we, Christianity to a point where we just say, what you have to do is get to a place where you say this prayer, and then you're a Crisbo, right? You're in. Well done. Part of the club. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, <laughs> but. Um, but actually, a very individual thing as well. Yeah, and it, like it's a one-time event. Like I've yeah, just, yeah. I've, you know, like I'm buying a house. I just sign the mortgage, and then it doesn't matter what. It, and it's not kind of, it's not like that really. Jesus, yeah. Jesus never said, "Come be a Christian," but what when you read the Gospels, Jesus said, "Follow me." Mm-hmm. That's a that's a lifestyle. Yeah. That's a life thing, yeah. right? And so I think. With a mixture of those Not two things. Not even make Christians, but make disciples, isn't it? it you yeah. Know, it is. And the word disciple is an interesting word, isn't it? And what that actually means. And um, I think it's, uh, uh, oh, what's the new book? Following the way, practicing the way. John Mark Comer, who did the book, um, uh, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. All about Sabbath. I thought, I thought he was the hurry one. He's, he's the hurry one. Don't, no, don't, no, the opposite of hurry. No, I, <laughs> there's, a, there's a Phil Collins song. There coming. is. I was just thinking that <laughs> you can hurry love, um, and so, <laughs> back to the eighties again. Uh, but he he's written this book called Practicing the Way, and and interesting how similar sort of phraseology is coming out of that. It's like actually, the word disciple means the word apprentice to be mm. apprenticed by Jesus. That's a lifestyle thing. You go and sit under him. You be with him, you become like him, and you do the things that he does. And I think because in the West we've got so busy, churches are building in a program, and because becoming a Christian is, you know, a one-time event, that then I think waters down the faith of the actual believers themselves. They become weak. They become sickly, um, which then leads to this whole thing about Christians not being seen in a positive light. I think the Christians that have a strong, close walk with God, they might have a theology which is different to yours, or they might have an opinion about certain, you know, certainly a lot of cultural things. Um, they'll have an opinion about them, but most of the time you kind of you go, well, I don't necessarily agree with you, but I kind of I want to be around you, right? It's attractive, isn't it's it? It's attractive. Yeah. The, the Christians that are kind of half-hearted, half-in, half-out, can't make their mind up one way or the other, they're the ones that people really struggle to be around because they're the ones which are angry and bitter. They're the ones making all kinds of weird and wonderful statements that just, you know, aren't loving, aren't kind. They're the ones that often get included. You know, that's why you would often use the word intolerance when talking about some of the Christian beliefs. And so, yeah, I, 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 I've just gone off on one now. Sorry, Chris. Hope that answers your question. Do I think some people believe that Christian faith has been worn down? Yes, I think, I think, I think we've not helped ourselves. Um, but I guess we we are called to be salt and light, aren't we? Yes. And so uh, you know, so um, oh gosh, this is a really old one. Do you know this old Christian song? Who'll be the salt if the salt loses its flavor? Yes, I do, and I'm not going to sing it. There we go. But I, I it's, wanna... it's a good one, you know. <laughs> and, and so we are we are that yeah. saltiness. And that actually is all about being distinctive. Salt is, is not, do you know what I mean? Salt is distinctive, it's flavoursome. And I think when Christians just try to blend into the background, I think we have a problem. And I, I, I just, I don't, I think, do you, do you remember the movie Karate Kid? 80s reference, 80s movie not reference. My, not my cup of tea. Karate Kid, Mr Miyagi, he says to Danielson in the movie, when you walk along the road, walk left side, okay. safe. Walk right side, 
safe. Walk middle of the road, squish, just like grape. And what he's, it's a great reference, by the way. What he's talking about is this, do one thing or the other, be in, be out. And if you're in, do it properly. Mm. But where you try and walk this middle line where you can, you know, you kind of, you're not giving everything over to God or you, do you know what I mean? There's, there's yeah. things which you're trying to hold back on where you're just like, well, I'll do that bit of Christianity over there and I'll, I'll do this bit of what I want to do over here. And it's not, it's not living a life of, it's an unpopular word. It's not living a life of surrender. Mm. It's living a life of doing what I want to do. That is what Mr. Miyagi talks about, squish. Mm. You know, but walking I, the middle of the road. But I think, I think surrender is a really good word, isn't it? And actually, I don't think anyone can argue with you personally surrendering your life to God. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it does come down to those choices that we make each yeah. day, doesn't it? That yeah, daily just... um, choice to pick up our cross and... And, you know, surrender. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. Uh, Jenny, you're the second person to mention that book to me today. Shall I be the third? <laughs> yeah, do it. Go, go for it. Do it. Uh, I can't remember the title. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, Coma, isn't it? Not, John Mark Coma. Not, not Girlfriend in a Coma, which is another 90s, 80s Smith song. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Jenny, I'm sorry. But yeah, I think you should read it. It sounds like a good one. Have you, have you not read uh, The Ruthless Nomination of Harry? Confession. No. No. Okay. You're too busy. <laughs> I just don't read Christian books. Oh, controversial. Controversial. Sack me. If I could get out of the door, he'd have thrown me down. <laughs> I'm locked. <laughs> hey, I, I don't mind you not reading Christian books as long as you read my one when I write it. Are you writing one? I'm In trying to write one, one at the moment. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. It's taken me three years so far, and I'm about halfway through But I think that that's the general yeah. way for writing a book, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Good. Uh, or maybe we're not talking about the ruthless emanation of hurry. There's the other one that you do, which has just come out, called Practice in the Way. That's the one that you're talking about. Is Jenny, which one are you talking about? The ruthless hurry one or the or the, the, the way one? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, he's the way, the truth, and the life. Oh. Let's stick to the main menu. Let's stick to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Miriam, sometimes when I talk to people, I don't know what to expect, but all I can do is trust God to give me the right words mm. to say back. Yeah. Do you find absolutely. that's the truth? Yeah. There's a great verse, isn't there? I don't know where it's from. Somewhere in the Bible. It basically <laughs> says, I think it's it's either a Psalm or Isaiah or something like that, Old Testament. Open your mouth and I will fill it. Yeah. And I re I use that for kind of those sorts of conversations yeah, yeah. where I don't know what to say or I'm meeting somebody and I'm asked something mm. and I'm put on the spot and I'm just like, oh, Jesus, God, help me. Yeah, yeah. Put, you know, put your words in my mouth. There's also a scripture in the New Testament about it. I'm, I, you know, I, I suspect there's a few. <laughs> it's probably a theme. Don't worry about what you shall say. Uh, that's what the Holy Spirit does. Uh, is he, say, he, he, he helps us give us the right words. It was actually bizarrely in the context of courtrooms, going to when someone takes you to court yes. uh, for your faith and not knowing what to say. There's another scripture that I've written down here that I've not got a, a quote for. Um, but it's in be prepared in season and out of season. To yes, share. Paul said that, didn't he? I would say that that was Paul. Yes, it's very, very Paulinian. Pauline. Pauline. I think is actually the word that you were searching for. No, no, I like Paulinian. 
I'm just making words up. That's what we do. Uh, it's a Christian thing. Uh, it was Practicing the Way, according to Jenny. So, yeah, do oh, check out that book. It's a really interesting book. I'm about halfway through it. I've been enjoying it. Um, it's, I've listened to a few of his podcasts now where he talks about it and um, really powerful stuff. And actually going forward with Crowd, some of the stuff he's talked about, I'm like, this is great because there were some of the ideas and thoughts we have going forward with Crowd and he's put some language to some stuff which has been super helpful. So we are going to be getting into that. Matt it's says, how we live, isn't it, as a community together, how we yeah. are on this journey together, how we can encourage each other, how we can exhort each other mm. and challenge each other, you know, in love. Yeah. Um, you know, to because it's hard, isn't it? It's it's a, yeah. it's 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 a narrow way. It's uh it's not a straight way. Or no, yeah, it, it is, is a straight way, but it's it's, it's a narrow it's, way. It's narrow. <laughs> It's narrow but straight. It's interesting because you, you're right. I think I don't think being a Christian is easy. And I don't think it's not like I, you know, every every morning when I sit and read my Bible, sometimes it's really, it's awesome, you know, and you're just like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And then other times you just feel like you're pulling teeth a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like you're just walk, trying to go through the motions in some respects. And it's and there are times where you're like, you feel God's telling you to do something, but you want to do entirely the opposite. You're like, no, get somebody else. I don't want to do it. But again, it comes back to that surrender aspect, doesn't it? And surrender is never straightforward. It's never easy. Um, and living in that surrendered life. I mean, just get married. You'll, you, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, marriage will, will show you that, that that surrender thing is not straightforward. Um, but um, yeah. Uh, have we had many tech issues today? No, not a single one. No, apart from you not turning the mic on earlier. But that was a... Oh, yeah, that was, was, was pre-live stream. A that was simple, simple fix. on-off. But if in doubt, turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> turn it so off. Claire's microphone wasn't working. We're like, why is that not working? And it's like, oh, I've not done it. No means turn it off. Okay. Simple things. But this is why we have, you know, the sort of the 10 minutes beforehand. What else is in your notes? I, yeah. I mean, you know, I, the, that art of non-evangelism book sounded good that John was talking about. Yeah. When I say that, I don't read books. I've, I've, <laughs> I, I, I could be tempted by that one. <laughs> um, you ever wonder what to buy Claire for Christmas? You know not what to buy Claire for Christmas. You might not know what to buy, but what not to buy is now quite clear. Anything that's Christian other than the Bible. Is this a deliberate thing? Is this just no, you never really got into Christian books? No, I think it. Maybe I shouldn't say it. Um, I just think that we we aren't very succinct as a as a as a as a Western church. So I kind of I, my my take has been that the ones that I've read, they could have just written it in a chapter. Oh, you think they're waffly? What bit waffly? Yeah. And no, so I, I and, that. I, and that's not true for all. And I have read some brilliant Christian books, and but but I think I prefer a novel, which is awful. <laughs> Sorry. You're just seeing I'm Claire so come sorry, under conviction God. on so the live stream. Sorry, <laughs> so sorry. Do what I say, not what I do. No, 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 that's not true. It's Dave sat at home going, thank you, Jesus, finally. Who's Dave? No. <laughs> My husband's called John. Is that what you were talking about? I don't know why I said Dave. I think Maybe I was thinking Dave about Dave Connolly. Yeah, Dave Connolly. <laughs> Maybe Dave Connolly. Dave Connolly's going... <laughs> I've known Claire for like 30 years. Finally, she's experiencing some conviction of the Holy Spirit. Good to do it publicly. 
Yeah, well, apparently Andy says there's a lot of good Christian stuff in podcasts. You are so right, Andy. I, it's true. It's true. I have to be honest. I do prefer a good podcast where people sit and chat about it. Do you? Yeah. So, like, John, take John Mark Comer's new book, you know, Practicing the Way. I've read the books. Great. I made lots of notes on it. Um, but I, I much prefer sitting and listening to him talk to somebody about it. What are you laughing at? Sorry, Matt's little comment about sending me a thousand balls of wool, I think. For Christmas, Christmas. okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was just distracted. <laughs> no, please don't. I'm not that quick. <laughs> I'll be drowning in wool. And um, drowning in wool. Uh, sorry, we digressed uh, because of me. I'm so sorry. That's all right. That's, I can't remember what I was saying now. Oh, podcasts. What podcast would you recommend, Andy? Jenny says, so write your podcast recommendations. In fact, let's just do that. In the comments, write down your favorite Christian book and your favorite Christian podcast. We'd be very I interested. Think that'd be in... re- I think that would be a really useful thing. Mm. I, I mean, today we were talking about uh, what's the story? That's a good start. That's nice. Um, uh, oh, you can love Andy. Again, Andy. Yeah. You should come host. <laughs> Uh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> What's the story, by the way, uh, that Andy's put in the comments? Is a crowd church podcast. Dum, dum, dum. Dum. And so do check it out. What's the story podcast.com. I love the plug there. Uh, we've just released the episode with Tom Grant. Have you, have you heard that one? You don't do podcasts either, do you? I'm just so, I'm, so, I'm proper 20th century, 19th century, if I can get away with it. Pen, yeah. paper. Yeah. 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 So what's the, what's the story is... One I do where, know what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's where we sit down and we just talk to people about their story, their Christian story. You know, how did they... The three key things we want to know. How did people become a Christian? What's the biggest challenge they faced in life that God's helped them overcome? And what's their sort of one thing, their one message that God's taught them throughout all of this? You've not been on yet, have you? I know. You have asked me a few times and I've just not got round to reply. <laughs> I will. I will one day. I'm a bit of a... I'm not very speedy. Not very speedy. <laughs> well, we've just done an episode with Tom Grant, who um, he is a Baptist minister that works as part of the Eden Project oh, up over in Netherton. Okay, I saw that. In, yes. And um, so he, he, him and his wife moved up from the south, um, just yes, felt God. Yeah. It's really interesting because, you know, most people want to go to a nicer house when they move. They want to go to a nicer estate. You know, there's this sort of idea of promotion. I want something bigger. I want something better. Tom, Emma, no, totally the opposite way. I'm from down south to an estate in Neverton. Yeah. Um, pretty and rough, I imagine. Pretty rough. They've been there 10 years and God's done some insanely cool things and they have this great church. Yeah. Um, and just listening to Tom's story about some of the stuff that um, is going on is is fantastic. So do check it out. What's the story podcast.com. Yeah. Is there merch? Crowd Church merch. I, I was asked whether I wanted a merch and I said yes, but I've not yeah, the, yet. Well, I've not sorted it out yet. Uh, Sadaf was asking me about this the other day. So I do have a Crowd Church hoodie. They are not for sale as of yet, but they will be for sale soon. Uh, we're going to have a little Crowd Church merch store. They won't be merch. They, it's not like we're going to make any profit out of them, but people do ask me for them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I get a Crowd hoodie? I'm like, it's for a church. And they're like, yeah, they just look really cool. <laughs> I'm like, cook. Knock yourself out, son. I'll send you the link when they're up and running. <laughs> My husband continues to wear um, welcoming T-shirts that have been rebranded from our church um, during the day. <laughs> and he, can, he just wears them for work. And yeah, why not? It's great. Why not? Waste yeah. not, want not, right? Yeah. Church merch. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, there will be available at some point. There is no doubt about it. Um, 
Alan Finnegan, he's pro. Yeah, actually, for those of you that know Alan Finnegan, he's the guy that passes the church with Tom, uh, Tom Grant, and he does need prayer. He's been diagnosed with quite a severe illness, and without a miracle, things are not looking good for Alan. Um, so do pray for him uh, and pray for his family. Uh, um, you know, praying that God does some good stuff for him. So, yes, uh, hopefully that's answered all the questions. Well, I just want to go back to what John was talking about. Because, you know, bringing that's it back. Warrior. Some sense of control. Um, <laughs> one of the things that was interesting was he, he read that quote, which was ascribed to, was it a CC? Francis yes. CC. Yes. And he said, I've got a few issues with this, mm. mainly because there's no actual evidence that a CC mm. said that quote. I'd never even thought about it, but it's really true. Yeah. Now, th this I thought was interesting because I was thinking about this earlier as well. This whole concept of, it's a very popular phrase at the moment, critical thinking. Uh, we like critical thinking, which is where we don't assume knowledge or about something just because something is somebody has said something yes. about that. Yeah. So the, the one, the example that I saw was to do with J.K. Rowling, okay. who is obviously slightly controversial um, yes. at the moment uh, because of a perception of how she views um, transgender issues. Yeah. Right. And so she has been called transphobic. And I was watching a conversation where I think it was a teacher said to a student, what do you think about J.K. Rowling? He said, well, you know, she's she's not doing very well at the moment. She's transphobic and, and people aren't a big fan. And so the teacher said to him, well, where did you get that idea from? Mm. And so, well, he said, it's just common opinion. Mm. And he's like, yeah, but I, I, have you actually gone and figured it out for yourself? Have you read what she said? And he's like, no. So he's like, well, why don't you read what she says? And so he pulls up some tweets uh, where he reads what she has said, and it's the complete opposite of what he believed. So this whole concept of critical thinking, I think, is really interesting. This whole idea of just not accepting something because we've been told it or because that's what general, the general public believe, but actually fact-checking things ourselves and thinking through things critically to say this is what that means, this is what that means, and so on and so forth, and having some kind of opinion. But I think that that generally goes against, oh, I can hear myself a bit more there. That's a bit weird, a bit echoey. Um, I think I would put my hand up, lazy. Mm. I'm, I'm lazy. Mm. And so actually if I have to go away and do my own research yeah, check everything. and check it, you know, it's actually, it's easier to absorb that common opinion, isn't it? Yeah. And and it, it demands something of us. Yeah. But I think, but what I love about the Bible and Jesus is that they do stand up to that yeah. critical thinking yeah. that, you know, and that that when you poke, oh, oh, right, oh, yeah, yeah that's what that's what Jesus said. And uh, you know, mm. when you, actually, when you, you you know, people might say, "Oh, Jesus was," you know, uh, he, you know, he taught about good morals or whatever. Well, actually, but he also talked about this and yeah, he talked yeah. about this and yeah, he talked yeah. about this and he said that about himself. It's like, oh, yeah. You know, it, yeah. it, but it, but it's so it's it's fab, isn't it? I I love the fact that God can cope with our questions. Yeah, absolutely. No, totally right. And I I think it's it's again it comes down to what I mean. You wrote C.S. Lewis on your notes, didn't you? Mm. So C.S. Lewis, when he says no, Gina, Jesus is either the Son of God, he's a lunatic, or he's a liar, mm. and he can't be just a good guy mm. because again, this comes down to critical thinking. So a lot of people have just gone, well, Jesus, yeah, he was around. He said some cool stuff. Church is a bit weird. I don't see why what he said 2,000 years ago should really impact me today. But there's no critical thinking done around 
Jesus. It's just mm -hmm. kind of an acceptance. Or so the other one that I hear a lot of, well, science has disproved religion. <coughs> um, and so you kind of go, well, has it really? Let's, uh, let's just prod that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because if that was true, you'll have heard me say this before on crowd, there would be no such thing as a Christian who is involved in science. Not a Christian scientist. Yeah, I, you, you saw what I did there. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> there are definitely Christian scientists. They're not the kind of people I'm talking about. But there would be people who aren't who You couldn't be a scientist and be a Christian if that yeah. was true. Yeah. Right? You just. So I've got, got an honours degree in science. Who knew? Have you? Yeah. Two, two. Oh, well done. In what? What was the, what was the science? It was countryside management. It wasn't, proper, <laughs> it wasn't a proper science degree. It wasn't very academically rigorous, in fairness, and they sacked it off about a few years later. It was a brilliant degree. I loved it. It was basically how to be a park ranger. It was fab. I loved it. But that sounds it, amazing. It had ecology in it, so that's science. Yeah. It had biology. It so had it's a BSc. Science. It was a BSc. I was yeah. shocked that I had a BSc. I, I, you see, I'm always shocked when I've got when I say to people I've got a BA. Yeah, shocking. Because I'm not an artsy person. Yeah. Weird, isn't it? <sighs> we should probably swap. Yeah, my my bachelor We're of arts. We're all rounded and... as a result of the fact that <laughs> we are, you've got an absolutely. arts degree and I've got a science degree. <laughs> absolutely, but yeah, you can't. The critical thinking where Jesus is concerned, you have to push on this stuff. So you can't say, and this is where C.S. Lewis was right when he said because of the claims christ made you cannot say he was a moral teacher mm. Mm. because if he was just a moral teacher someone who was moral would not say the things that's that true. he said it was a, it's a circular argument isn't mm. it and so mm. it becomes self-refuting mm. uh, if you follow it through so if you're moral you can't make the claims that he did because if he's not the son of god they were claims of either a lunatic or a liar mm. well lunatics and liars don't make good moral people mm. do you know what I mean or, or just downright evil, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah being malicious, yeah. very deceptive, mm. et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, just pushing through a little bit um, is a really interesting idea. So uh, this idea of critical thinking, this idea of Francis Assisi not saying certain things, Matt's put in the comments, fake news is a horrendous part of modern day life. And the problem you've got, I think, with social media is once you start, you know, Facebook's listening now, isn't it? It's like, goodness knows what's going to come up on my Instagram stream. But as soon as you start reading something that is slightly geared, say, more liberal or slightly more conservative, it starts feeding you more and more of that. Mm -hmm. And so actually you, 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 you then start, it, it takes you down this road mm -hmm. and you miss out all the other stuff from over here. Mm -hmm. And um, I, think it's, I think it's super dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I think we're, yeah. it's so powerful in the modern world, mm -hmm. you know, this belief that actually what's on social media is correct. Yeah. Wow, it's dangerous. Yeah. That's why you need real people. Real people. Who like knit. us. <laughs> Who will come and listen to you ramble on while you, and sit and knit while she does it. <laughs> the joys. The joys. Right. I think we're in conversation. I enjoyed that. That was good. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Good little natter. Yeah, it was great. Did we get through all your notes? I, I didn't make many, as you can see. <laughs> three, four three or four lines. lines. Yeah. But no, it's great. And, and, you know, just that accountability, isn't it, of, yeah. of talking. And you do a midweek one, although Matt has said. I've got to remind you about the Zoom. The yeah, Zoom, yeah. You know, no, none this week, but just that thing of talking to people about, well, actually, what am I talking about? Thinking yeah, yeah. about what our conversation is yeah. and how, you know, 
how we we are influencers, aren't mm. we? I always remember somebody talking about being a thermometer or a thermostat. You know, in in your relationships, you know, am I a thermometer that I just test the temperature? Mm. Or am I a thermostat that changes the temperature? Mm. I, that stayed with me. It's a good little analogy. I, I want to be somebody who who does talk about Jesus, who does alter, you know, if people are gossiping, that I, you know, divert the conversation yeah. away. Yeah, no, totally. We really need to do a What's the Story episode because you, I mean, you went to foreign lands to do this. I did. You, you went like proper full-on missionary. Yeah, but I wasn't allowed to be. I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to be. It was a secret place. It was a secret place with a secret title, secret. with a secret name. Shh. She was a missionary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, normally now, talking about community, normally during the week, we have uh, midweek Zoom groups. You'll be more than welcome to join them. Uh, great to see you in there. We don't have one this week because it's half term, apparently. Yeah, we're going to Cambridge. Very posh. Posh. Very posh. Yes, very posh. Uh, so we don't have groups this week, but uh, if you'd like to join us next week, you are more than welcome. Just reach out to us through the website or through social media, www.crowd.church or at crowdchurch, and we'll let you know and we'll send you all the details, which would be great to see you in there. Hooray! Axe is done. <laughs> we have finally made it through Axe. So next week. But actually, Axe isn't done because Matt and all of us, it continues, doesn't it? Because it's it's not the acts of the apostles; it's the acts of the Holy Spirit. You're being profound now. I'm just trying. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you pay me for, isn't it? A bit of profundity. It is. You're <laughs> worth every penny. <laughs> every every hot ribena. <laughs> every hot ribena. Yes. No. It's. Uh, I. You're very true. Yes. Uh, it's just the beginning. We've only just begun. Do, do, that's do, the seventies. It is. Now. You've gone back too far now. <laughs> <laughs> lost you all should be dancing yeah, yeah. um so <laughs> axe is done next week we are starting a brand new teaching series called becoming whole so we're going to talk about what does it mean to be whole as a person mm. to be complete um you know those kind of phrases what does wholeness look like as people is it something that we as Christians can achieve on earth before we get to heaven? Yes or no? And if yes, well, we're obviously going to say it's at least some kind of yes because we've got months and months teaching me how to are you, do it. Are you doing a lot of this? Oh, there's a lot. There, we're going deep. There's another song. I want to go deeper. <laughs> is that what you're heading yeah, ahead? Yeah, that is, yeah. totally. We've been, we know each other too well. <laughs> we've been, been in the same, what is it, an echo chamber. Yeah, yeah, long. yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone's watching this going, what is what is in that Who Ribena are, you've been drinking? <laughs> so, yeah, so we're going to go deep diving into what wholeness means. We'll take the odd break like Easter. We'll do something different on Easter. But, yeah, we're getting into wholeness. And so next week I'm going to be explaining all about the series, what's coming up, the kind of things that's going to get involved with it, the kind of, kind of topics we're going to be talking about. I mean, we are going to go deep, deep. So I'm really looking forward to this. Sounds good. Which leads me actually to remind me to say to you, if you don't use the U version of uh, the Bible on your phone, it's an app. It's a free Bible app, mm. um, U version. Download it onto your phone and connect with Crowd Church on U version on your phone because we're going to stop putting some of the scriptures and stuff out. Uh. 
hopefully through Uversion, there's going to be some daily readings and stuff in there as well. We're not going to have it sorted out for next week, but we're slowly going to be building that into the series. So you can follow along during the week as well with what's going on through the Uversion Bible app. Just go on there, search Crowd Church, connect with us uh, on that app. It'd be great to see you in there. It's a phenomenal app, by the way. I don't use that app, actually. So, yes, I will. I will. If I could reach my phone, it's hiding under the desk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will download it. I've got a posh phone now. I can do that. Yeah, now you've got a posh phone. Now you can download things. Smartphones. <laughs> 12, 21st century. <laughs> you don't have to press a number four times when you're sending text just to get the little D up. Um, no, but that's... Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, that does sound good. Jenny, that's, it is a great app. You are right. So the U version is a free app. The Bible version is a free app. Um, do go on there. Register and just connect with us on Crowd. It'd be great to see you in there. Uh, we are loving that at the moment. Can highly recommend it. There's some great stuff on it as well. And actually, with you, I used, until last week, I used a different app. Mm-hmm. And still use it, actually, because I know how it works. Um, I used the Olive Tree app, which was great. But with a YouTube, with a YouTube, with the U version of the Bible app, there's so many cool things that we can do with it. Life Church has done some amazing stuff with that app. So it is free. No hassle. Do take it. Do come join us well, on there. Anything else from you? No. So long and farewell for all the fish. Alfie is saying goodbye. I was going for actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to cut. Qu- quit while you're ahead. Well, before we get into some major song issues going on. Hey, listen, it has been an absolute treat and a real pleasure to be with you today at Crowd. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Hopefully you got some good stuff out of it. I've enjoyed the conversation. You're an absolute yeah. legend. Enjoyed watching you in it as well. It's been so, lovely. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for stepping into the breach. Because this is not Ellie, by the way, which was put out on social media. <laughs> Ellie, Ellie had to drop out and you stepped into the breach, which is great. It so, was lovely. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation. Hope you enjoyed it as well. It's been great to be with you. Have a great week, everybody. Matt says, please don't sing. <laughs> Just to hold it. Uh, that's it from me. That's it from Claire. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a fantastic week. God bless you. Bye for now. Ta-ra. Thank you so much for joining us here on Crowd Church. Now, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button as well as that little tiny bell notification to get notified the next time we are live. And of course, if you are listening to the podcast, uh, the live stream podcast, make sure you also hit the follow button. Now, by smashing the like button on YouTube or writing a review on your podcast platform. It helps us reach more people with the message that Jesus really does help us live a more meaningful and purposeful life. So if you haven't done so already, be sure to check out our website, www.crowd.church, where you can learn more about us as a church, more about the Christian faith, and also how to connect into our church community. It has been awesome to connect with you and you are awesome. It's just a burden you have to bear and hopefully we'll see you next time. That's it from us. God bless you. Bye for now.